स्टोरीज फ्रॉम उपनिषद्स रिटोल्ड बाय अर्घ्या गोस्वामी ओम भद्रम करने भी श्रुन्युयाम देवा भद्रम पश्यमा अक्षाभीर यजात्रा स्थिरेर अंगेस तुष्टु वामसास्तनुभी व्याशेम देवहितम यादायु स्वास्ति नाइंद्रो वृद्धश्रवा स्वास्ति नापुषा विश्ववेदा स्वास्ति नास्ताक्षार्यो अरिष्टता नेमी स्वास्ति नो ब्रिहस्पतिर धातु ओं शांति शांति Shanti, which means, Om, O gods, may we hear auspicious words with the ears while engaged in yagyas. May we see auspicious things with the eyes while praising the gods with steady limbs. May we enjoy a life that is beneficial to the gods. May Indra of ancient fame be auspicious to us. May the supremely rich and all-knowing Pusa, God of the earth, be propitious to us. May Garuda, the destroyer of evil, be well disposed towards us. May Brihaspati ensure our welfare. Om peace, peace, peace. Dear friends, before I begin my podcast. I would like to share a very exciting news. Stories from Upanishad has now got its exclusive website. Please visit https://www.storiesfromupanishads.com to get some more information in form of blogs, collection of my previous podcast episodes and exciting offers from Exotic India. which offers a unique selection of products that reflect the culture of traditions and lifestyle of india you can directly access their website using the link provided in the button shop now also i'll put the link in the show notes below today's story is from mundaka upanishad this upanishad is part of atharva veda it has 64 verses which are divided into 3 mundakams or chapters with each with two sections The word mundaka comes from the word mund which means shave as you may know in most of the hindu traditions we perform mundan or shaving of the hair from a child during upanayana ceremony so how is shaving of hair associated to this upanishad basically shaving metaphorically represents shaving of the ignorance or shaving of the knots of your past and start a new life with the new learnings It may also mean that monks, sannyasis or brahmacharis shave off their head to represent that they have left their previous life, its entanglements, its associations, its relations and is ready to start a new life as a monk, sannyasi or a brahmachari. As most of the Upanishadic stories, this is also a dialogue between a guru or a teacher named sage Angiras and his student who is a householder named Shaunaka. which also includes the famous upanishadic metaphor of two birds of different characters on a tree let's find out more about it 
Brahma, who is Swambhu, manifested himself first. He is the creator of this universe and protector of the world. His eldest son was Atharvan or Atharva, to whom he imparted the knowledge of Brahman. Friends, although if you google about children of Brahma, most likely you will find the following results. Angiras, Atri, Bhrigu, Chitragupta, Daksha, Himavan, Jambavan, Kama, Krathu, Shanakkumar, Sanandakumara, Sanatakumara, Sanatanakumara, Marichi, Narada, Pulaha, Pulastya, Shatarupa, Sindhura, Swambhuva Manu, Vashishta and Saraswati. However, in Mundaka Upanishad it is mentioned that Atharva was the first born of Brahma and Angiras was the descendant of Atharvan. There is a bit of discrepancy on the children of Brahma and I would leave it out as our Itihasa was mostly Shrutis and Smritis. Vedas were the oldest text and then followed by Upanishads and then Puranas. Puranas gained mass popularity due to his numerous tales and accounts mentioned in them. So, writers and composers of these texts have represented the information which was apt for that time. So for this podcast, I would stay true to what Mundaka Upanishad conveyed to us and not argue or discuss anything on this topic further. So Atharva got all the Brahma Gyan from Brahma and composed Atharva Veda. He passed on this knowledge to Angir who was descendant of Angiras in the ancient time. Angir passed this knowledge to Satyavaha Bharadwaja. Satyavaha passed this knowledge of Brahma Vidya or Brahma Gyan to another Angiras who is our today's protagonist. As per the book, the Bharadwajas of Ancient India by Professor Thaneshwar Sharma, it is stated that Bharadwajas are a clan belonging to Angirasas. So, Mundaka Upanishad appears to be that tradition of passing Brahma Vidya or Brahma Gyan was handed down to the seeds of the family or families of Angirasa from generation to generation. The name Satyavaha Bharadwaja is lost to us in different texts in both Vedic and post-Vedic era. The composers have used the Gotra name freely instead of using their first name. Same confusion is with other families of seeds such as Vashishthas or Vishwamitras or Gautamas. Now let's get back to the story. Sage Angirasa, who has the Brahma Vidya, had a student named Shaunaka, who was a householder or Grihastha. One day, Shaunaka approached his Guru and asked a question. Oh Guru, what is that, knowing which everything is known? Angira smiled and replied, O Shaunaka, there are two kinds of knowledge which can be acquired, the higher knowledge and the lower one. According to the knower of Vedas, this is what runs as a tradition from generation to generation. Shaunaka asked, Which is the lower knowledge, O Venerable One? Sage replied, Rig Veda, Yajur Veda, Sama Veda, Atharva Veda, the sounds of pronunciation, code of rituals, grammar, linguistic, etymology, meter, poetry, astrology, all these are lower knowledge. Then inquisitively Shonak asked, then the higher one, O Guru? 
sage calmly replied the higher knowledge is the one by which the imperishable one is attained wise realize it everywhere that cannot be perceived which is without source features eyes ears which neither has hands or legs which is external multiformed no family no caste no color all pervasive extremely subtle and undiminishing that verily it springs all life just as a spider spreads out and withdraws its silky thread just as herbs and trees grow on earth just as hair grows on head and body of a living man the universe emerges from him who is the imperishable one hearing this shonaka was awestruck he pleaded for more the sage continued dear shonaka know that only through meditation the knowledge of creation the brahman can be known it is the source of all creation when it desires to create it increases its size just like a seed sending out its sprout from that brahman it becomes inflated because of its possessions through its omniscience power knowledge of creation preservation and dissolution it grows food for all creatures of the world beginningless maya is the unmanifested food from that food in a state of imminent manifestation prana was born hiranyagarbha which is the common thread among all beings in this universe that is endued with power of knowledge and action who sprout out from the seed of all beings which is constituted by ignorance desire and action who identifies himself with the universe from that hiranyagarbha evolved mana that which is called the cosmic mind comprising determination deliberation and doubt from that mana or mind again characterized by determination deliberation and doubt evolved satyam and the panchabhuta or five elements these are called satya or truth from these elements or satya evolved the loka or the seven worlds such as earth and other planets in succession after the creation of cosmic egg or brahmanda following is the order of evolution of creatures beginning with men there evolved on these worlds karmas caste and stages of life and from the karmas amritam evolves which leads to immortality which is the fruit of karma it is immortality since it is not destroyed as long as karma is not eliminated even in billions of cycles or kalpas from him who is omniscient and all knowing and whose austerity is constituted by the knowledge brahma is born who is called hiranyagarbha inside brahma name color food all evolve the sage continued his response in further detail dear shonaka this is satya or the truth perform all rituals as recommended the karmas that the wise has discovered in the mantras are accomplished in the sacrifice where the three vedic duties are united you perform these rituals with desire of true results this is your path leading to the fruits of karma acquired by yourself the agnihotra must perform these rituals in the correct way 
when the fire is set ablaze in the altar the flame shoot up pour your oblations into the fire in between the first and the last pouring of the ghee the sacrificer must be well grounded and offer oblations or ahutis in honor of the gods these ahutis need to be made for many days this path of karma that consists of adequate offering or oblation is the road to attainment of the results of karma however it is a difficult path to follow as there are numerous impediments pop out on its way all rights must follow the rule of darsa and purnamasa that is the new and the full moon days two oblations must be offered in the right and the left sides of the fire in the honor of fire and soma and other oblations must be made in the middle portion which is called avapa sthana the agnihotra sacrifice is performed twice a day that is in the morning and in the evening this daily routine must be followed throughout a man's life for the performer of the sacrifice whose agnihotra is devoid of rites followed in new and full moon days that is darsha or purnamasa devoid of chaturmasa or once in every 4 months devoid of agrana rituals which are performed in the autumn and spring with the new harvest and guests are unserved or ahutis remain unperformed or not properly performed and rites of vaishvadeva are unperformed then such rites destroy the seven worlds of the sacrificer even pindadan or offering lump of food to the departed souls of the ancestors will not bore any fruit friends here the seven worlds may be the ancestors and predecessors of the sacrificer who do not get the fruit of the sacrifice so seven worlds are earth to satya and these are called bhur bhuvar swar maha jana tapas and satya now let's get back to the story the sage continued these oblations must be made to the seven flaming tongues of fire that is kali the black karali the terrible manojava the swift as thought sulohita the blood red flames sudum ravarna the thick smoke sulungini the emitting sparks and the beautiful shining flame vishwaruchi these seven flames are sapta jiva or the tongues of the fire meant for devouring the clarified butter or ghee offered as oblations these oblations or ahutis offered by the sacrificer carry them along the course of the sun's rays into these seven tongues of fire at proper time at the time fit for each rite lead them to the heaven where indra and other gods dwell do that and those offerings will beckon you come come and whisk you away on the shining rays of the sun to the beautiful world you have won by your good deeds this karma is unassociated with the knowledge and meditation and denounced by showing that it has only limited result that is the product of ignorance desire and action and leads to unsubstantial and source of misery Since these 18 constituents of the sacrifice on which the inferior karma rest are perishable because of their fragility 
therefore those ignorant people who are elated with the idea that this is bliss undergo old age and death over and over and over again remaining within the fold of ignorance and think that they are wise and learned while the fools are buffeted or hurt and stroll around like the blind led by the blind alone the unenlightened ones boast in the ignorance and think that they have attained the goal since the men engaged in karma do not understand the truth under the influence of attachment and hence they become afflicted with sorrow and exhaustion of results of karma and good deeds are deprived of heaven sage continued his conversation these deluded fools believe that rites inculcated by the vedas and smritis to be the highest and do not understand that what leads to the liberation they having enjoyed the fruits of the deeds or karma in the abode of pleasure or heaven entered this world or an inferior one on the other hand those forest dwellers and hermits engaged in upasana and resort to tapas or meditation and apply these to their own stages of life and meditate on hiranyagarbha they have their senses under their control the learned say that the householders too can be devoted to the meditation in the forest and do not accept any customary gifts while begging for alms they are freed from dirt freed from rajas which gets their sense of righteousness and unrighteousness contaminated move superly along the path of the sun along the northern part from this world to satya that immortal purush the first born hiranyagarbha is non decaying and lives as long as the world endures the courses of transmigratory existence that are attainable through the lower knowledge culminate here alone all these rights are included within the scope of the lower knowledge constituted by the vedas and that are undertaken by the persons subjected to natural ignorance desire and deeds they have been inculcated only for the man swayed by the defects of ignorance desire and deeds examining the worlds that their results are indicated by two roots that is the northern and the southern path the worlds of beast and ghouls that follow as a result from the guilt of omission or non performance of the obligatory duties and commission of the prohibited ones having examining the world from every point of view with the help of direct perception inference analogy and scriptures the worlds that exist as the goals of transmigration ranging from the unmanifested to motionless thing whether evolved or involved they are devoid of substance that appear like magic water in a mirage or a city in space that are comparable to the dream of water bubbles or foam that get destroyed at every turn turning one's back on the worlds earned through merit and demerits accumulated through karma instigated by the defects of ignorance desires and deeds a brahmin alone can specifically be qualified for acquisition of knowledge of brahman by renouncing everything till this shonaka was patiently listening to sage's response he thought 
He had always been very particular about doing everything by the scriptures, and of late though, he has begun to feel a weariness with the humdrum of daily routine and worldly life. Surely there must be something bigger than the rituals, something he could do which would fill him with bliss. So he asked his guru about it. Angira started speaking again. In this universe, there is nothing that is akarta or non-product. All worlds are effects of karma. Being the products of action, they are impermanent. Nothing is eternal. All actions are productive of mere transitory things. Since all effects of action are of four kinds, they can be produced, acquired, purified or modified over and above these actions have no other distinction. But I am desirous of eternal, immortal, unchanging, fearless, unmoving, absolute entity and it is not its opposites. Therefore, what is the need of performing any task which involves great trouble and leads to evil? Having detached in this way, the dispassionate Brahmin should go to a guru or a teacher who is blessed with mental and physical self-control, compassion and mercy for understanding the state which is fearless, auspicious, unproduced and eternal. The knowledge of Brahman cannot be sought independently. It must be through a learned guru or a teacher who is versed with the meaning of Vedas and he resides and hears the one who is absorbed in Brahman. One who renounces all activities, remains absorbed in non-dual Brahman, is only the Brahmanistha. He is engaged in self-reputation or Japanistha and is absorbed in austerity that is Tapanistha. For one engrossed in karma cannot have absorption of Brahman as karma and knowledge of self are contradictory. Friends, an important point to note here. Karma Khanda is the section of Vedas that lists rituals, ceremonies, actions and which when performed lead to the enjoyment of power. On the other hand, Jnana Khanda comprises of the philosophical teachings of Upanishads, the dealings with liberating knowledge and disclaims action which means attaining the liberation, which would mean that these sections are fundamentally contradictory. But according to the famous Vaishnava scholar Sri Velukudi Sri Krishnan, there is no contradiction when one knows that these prescribed according to the qualification and abilities of the aspirant. The Vedic thought is comprehensive and inclusive and provides all with the opinions for spiritual growth. All rituals and ceremonies enjoined in the Vedas are shown to be the meaningful as they are founded as on dharma and are concerned with the ritual welfare of human existence. Well, coming back to Sage's conversation with Shonak, he continued, Having approached a teacher in a proper way, pleasing him, he must ask him about the truth and imperishable purusha. The teacher whose heart must be calm, external organs in self-control, that enlightenment should impart adequate knowledge of Brahman by which realizes the true and imperishable Purusha. That truth which is constituted by the results of karma 
which is the subject matter of lower knowledge is only relative but this truth is the subject matter of higher knowledge since it is possessed on the characteristic of supreme reality that thing which is the subject matter of higher knowledge is satyam or truth since truth and imperishable is altogether beyond direct cognition an illustration is been cited with the view to realize it as from the fire fully ablaze thousands of sparks fly off which are part of the fire and no spark is like the other one similarly from the imperishable originate different kinds of creatures and into again they merge and they are too different from one another purusha is transcendental since he is formless since he is birthless he is coextensive with that is external and internal and therefore he is without vital force and without mind he is pure and comparable to the other higher imperishable called the unmanifested maya in such manifestation of consciousness as memory doubt etc the power of brahman remains ingrained and thus brahman appears to be the cause of name and form but in reality the transcendental brahman cannot be so and accordingly maya has to be assumed to be the limiting adjunct of brahman causing this appearance of casualty in brahman the effects are known to be inferior to the causes so the principle of maya which is known as the cause must be superior to its effect from him originates the vital force as well as the mind and all the senses space air fire water earth that supports everything all these elements that possesses the successive qualities of sound touch color taste and smell together with all the qualities that belong to its predecessors of each and all these originate from this very purusha he is in fact the seer the hearer thinker knower reality of all senses in all beings and all creatures too that transmigrate through the five fires are born from the very purush from him emerges the fire whose fuel is the sun from the moon emerges the clouds and from the clouds when it rains herbs and food emerge on the earth when the man meets a woman a child is born thus from purusha all originate from him emerge the rigveda samaveda yajur mantras its meter letters length are all initiated all sacrifices offerings to the brahmins the year the sacrificer the worlds where the moons sanctifies and when the sun shines from him duly emerge the gods in various forms as they are eight vasus 12 adityas 11 rudras and others the sadhyas the human beings the beast birds life rise as well as austerity faith truth continence and dutifulness friends a quick note on eight vasus 12 adityas and 11 rudras as mentioned in different scriptures there are varying varying list of eight vasus or the bright ones Brihadaranya Upanishad list eight vasus as Prithvi, Varun, Agni, Vayu, 
आदित्य डेयुस और आकाश चंद्रमा एंड नक्षत्रानी मानव पुराण लिस्ट एट वासुज एस भूमि समुद्र अग्नि वायु अंशुमन आकाश वर्चस प्रभास इन महाभारत लिस्टेड एस धरा और अर्थ आप एस वाटर अनल एस फायर अनिल एस वेंड प्रत्युष एस सन प्रभास और स्काई सोम और मून ध्रुव और पोल स्टार आदित्य आर ऑफ स्प्रिंग ऑफ अदिति हु इज द गॉडेस ऑफ इन्फिनिटी इट ऑल्सो रेफर टू द सन गॉड और सूर्य अगेन डिफरेंट स्क्रिप्चर्स हैव लिस्टेड डिफरेंट आदित्यस ऋग्वेद हैज लिस्टेड वरुण मित्र आर्यमान दक्ष भाग अंश सूर्य एंड मार्तंड शतपथ ब्राह्मणस हैव लिस्टेड द फॉलोइंग एस 12 आदित्यस एंड दे आर यम आर्यमान इंद्र रवि वरुण भाग सूर्य सवित्र अंश मित्र एंड दक्ष Vishnu Puran has mentioned the following as 12 aditas and they are Vishnu, Aryaman, Sakra, Tavasr, Tavastra, Varun, Dhuti, Bhag, Savitra, Vivaswat, Amsa, Mitra and Pusan. Linga Puran names 12 aditas as Brahma, Vishnu, Indra, Tavastram, Varun, Dhata, Bhag, Savitra, Vivaswat, Angshuman, Mitra and Pusan. Now Rudras refer to the forms of Shiva. They make up 11 of the 33 gods according to the Vedas. Matsya Purana notes that Surabhi, the mother of all cows, was the consort of Brahma and a union produced 11 Rudras and they are Niriti, Sambhu, Aparajita, Mrigavadhya, Kaparadi, Dahana, Khara, Manas, Ahirbhadya, Kapali, Pingala and Senani. Vishnu Purana identifies Rudras as Shiva and they are listed as Manu, Manu, Mamsa, Mahan, Shiva, Rutudhvaja, Ugraretas, Bhava, Kama, Vamadeva and Dhritavarta. Now coming back to the story. Angiras continued to explain his student From him emerged the seven sense organs seven flames seven kinds of feel seven oblations beside these seven seats of senses in which the prana move about which sleep in the cavity of the body during the deep slumber have been deposited by the ordinary in the groups of seven in each living being which means that from supreme omniscient purusha himself emerge all that the karmas and the fruits of karma and those men of knowledge and sacrifice to the supreme self or atman as well as all the karmas and auxiliaries and results of karmas of the ignorant beings from him emerge all the oceans mountains river flows in various forms all the food grains such as corn are grown by the virtue of which the internal self verily exists in the midst of the elements and that are gross and five in number it is called antaratma or the conscience because of its existence in between the gross body and the atman or the self the sage said o shonak the purusha alone is all this comprising of knowledge and karma he who knows this supreme immortal brahman existing in the heart 
destroys the knots of ignorance tendencies and impressions created by the ignorance that are hard to untie here and whether living and even after death dismiss everything you know except one truth he who is the brahman is indeed the self or atman which shines forth in you and in every creature this is the knowledge that cuts the knots of self doubt that strangles the heart and this is how he is gained and then the sage recited the shloka avihi samani hitam guhacharam namah mahatpadam tratait samarpitam ejat pran yat nimisat yadeta janatha sadasa varenyam param vignat drishvatham pragyanam which means it is the effulgent near at the hand and well known as moving in the heart it is the great goal on which on it are fixed are those that move breathe wink or do not wink know this one which comprises the gross and the subtle which is beyond ordinary knowledge of the creatures which is the most desirable and the highest of all on hearing this from his guru shonaka was moved beyond words he bowed before his guru and said o guru the learned one my heart yearns for brahman what can i do to gain him please tell me sir please teach me how can this be done angirasa smiled and said oh dear shonak pick as your weapon the mighty bow of upanishad place an arrow which is sharpened by the meditation and drawing the string and absorb your mind and concentration in the thought of brahman and hit that very target that is the imperishable om is the bow your soul is the arrow the target is the brahman which can be hit by an unerring man one should become one with it just like the arrow hits the bull's eye of the target so unleash your arrow and you will be united with brahman in the supreme bright sheet is brahman free from taints and without parts it is pure and light of the lights it is which the knowers of the self realize there the sun does not shine nor the moons or the stars nor do flashes of lightning shine there how can this fire do so everything shines according to him as he does so by his light and all this that in front of is brahman the immortal the brahman is all that sides back left right above below this world is nothing but brahman which is the highest after saying this the sage narrated a story to shonak about two birds on a tree these two birds are always by the side of each other and stay together on the same tree one of the bird usually perch on the lower branch so let's call her the lower bird and the other bird which usually perch on the higher branch hence let's call her the higher bird now the lower bird always think of her companion the higher bird and believes that she is somewhere near her but even as the thought crosses her mind she sees a juicy luscious fruit hanging on a different branch of the tree as all the thoughts of her friends wipe off she flies towards the fruit and eats it 
Once she has finished eating the delicious fruit, her mind again wanders for her companion, the higher bird. As she was lost in her thoughts of her friend, she sees another juicy looking fruit, which looks more delicious than the previous one. The thoughts of her friend is waned, and she immediately hops towards it and even though she is not hungry, she gobbles it up quickly. While eating the last bit of the previous fruit, she spots another fruit. Her tummy was filled with two servings of delicious fruits and this time she thought to wait until the next day. But suddenly her thoughts were overshadowed by another thought. What if that fruit is not there tomorrow? Perhaps some other bird may eat it. What if I am not able to locate this delicious fruit tomorrow? What if I die of starvation? These terrible thoughts completely swamped her sense of understanding and she flew towards it and quickly swallowed the fruit. In the meantime, the higher bird was perching quietly on the higher branch. She was watching her friend, the lower bird, hopping and gobbling fruit after fruit. She was not troubled by the fact that her friend does not need her company but was busy munching fruits below. Eventually, she would come to her when her work was done. One day, while the lower bird was hopping from branch to branch and devouring fruit after fruit, something unexpected happened. She happily nibbled a fruit which looked delicious but unbearably bitter. As she lurched in self-pity, she thought about her friend, the higher bird. She thought to herself, she must narrate her tale of oh to her friend as she is the one who truly understands. So she looked up at her friend, the higher bird, and prepares to fly towards her with full gratitude and vague feeling of guilt. As she in her mid-flight, suddenly she spots another juicy, delicious-looking fruit in another branch of the same tree. All the thoughts of her friend vanishes immediately and she glides away towards the branch where the fruit was hanging. She repeated the same cycle of frantic and pointless activity over and over again. After saying this, Angirasa paused and Shonaka smiled. Shonaka said, O oh, Venerable One, my Guru, thank you for this beautiful story. I understand now, the lower bird is the lesser self or Atman, comprised of senses, the mind and intellect. And the higher bird is the supreme self or Brahman. Both of them rest in the same tree that is the body. The lower self or Atman is too distracted by the delicious fruits and all around. This indicates the temptations from the materialistic world and after chasing them, forgetting about the friend who is waiting patiently above. Only when she comes across a bitter fruit, she thinks about her friend and wanted to tell her about her woes. This indicates the bitter life experience we face. Then the lower self goes in search of the higher one, looking for solace compassion and reassurance. Angiras listened patiently for Shonak to complete and when he was done, 
be said that's not all oshonak then he continued his viewpoint of the story when the lesser self finally reaches the supreme self on his 10th 100 or 1000th attempt it realizes that it has been deluded or misled by the count as well there has never been another bird as she merges into the golden radiance that has been her constant companion it finally dawns on the lower bird that the friend she looked up to and adored it is none other than herself shonak immediately raised his desire oh venerable one how i wish i could get there myself some day angiras was happy and was touched by his students yearning he said oh dear shonak as you can see this flight towards the higher bird is not an easy one it cannot be attempted by the weak the witless and those who flounder aimlessly in the life but through the right knowledge and constant practice of austerities meditation and living a life of truth you can certainly get there then he recited satyam eva jayate na anartam satyena panatha vitato devan येन काम यत्र निधानूज so does one who has illuminated soul lose the name form and becomes one with the immortal brahman they reach the self effulgent purusha that is higher than the higher maya the sage continued know this o dear student shonak he who knows the supreme brahman becomes brahman himself he overcomes grief arises above all aberrations become free from the knots of heart attains immortality it is only to those who perform the rites with dedication know the, and understand the scriptures well make themselves the offering in the inner sacrificial fire with faith and are devoted to brahman and that knowledge of brahman may be revealed tad etat satyam this is the truth This is what the sage Angira spoke in the ancient time. Salutations to the great sages. Salutations to the great sages. Friends, before I close today's episode, I would like to throw some light on India's national emblem, the four lions on Ashoka Chakra. The emblem, which is an adaptation of the lion capital of Ashoka, an ancient sculpture dating back to 280 BCE during Mauryan Empire. Below the emblem, Satyam Eva Jayate is inscribed in Devanagari script. This motto was taken from Mundaka Upanishad, which you just heard in my story. This slogan was popularized and brought into the national lexicon by Pandit Madan Mohan Malviya in 1819, and when serving his second of the four term as President of Indian National Congress. So powerfully, this slogan resonates the thought of India. Whatever we did was truth. Whatever we are doing is truth. Whatever we will do will be truth. 
that is the thought of india that is the expectation from the people of bharat let us focus our energies to build a great nation and not fight against each other let us focus resolve our problems let us face our problems so that we can resolve them see the nation with pride become detached from the results of action and only perform what is required truthfully and faithfully combine that higher knowledge with the lower knowledge to perform all works truthfully whatever you are doing coding managing consulting or creating as you know only truth triumphs satyameva jayate that's mundak upanishad for you my friend don't forget to like subscribe follow and review my podcast series stories from upanishad on spotify apple podcast google podcast or any other podcast platform please leave some review comments some ratings in them as these review comments and ratings give me much needed boost to move on also do write to me in my email arghyathings@gmail.com as many of my listeners often write to me and discuss with me on various topics it's about asking more and more questions rather than finding more and more answers let the path of communication be transparent and let it flow and until then shanti 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 hubhopper is india's leading podcast creation platform start your podcast with hubhopper studio and get your voice heard across platforms like spotify gana google podcast wink music and more click on the link in the episode description or visit www.hubhopperstudio.com source content collected from various books on upanishads such as messages of the upanishads by swami ranganathananda brihad aranyaka upanishad by swami madhavananda eight upanishads from advaita ashrama upanishads.org vedas and upanishads for children by rupa pai and several other write ups and thoughts on upanishads background music is sourced from various royalty free music sources apple loops internet archives with non commercial 4.0 international license Om Shanti chants are from YouTube source Gaia Sanskrit This podcast was conceptualized scripted narrated and audio designed by Arghya Goswami